Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Manning from the end zone, he throws, and it's a fight away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, fumbles the football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, read me on Bleacher Report, hear me on Radio.com, follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher, and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He is... Super Bowl champ, NFL vet, Will Blackman. You can hear him on Fox Radio. You can see him on FS1. And you can also find him at NFL Wine Guy. Yes! And and uh, if the modeling career that he's trying to kickstart once again takes off, you'll be fi- finding Look, him on, cut it out. Just stop, stop. on magazine covers no. far and wide. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I saw the post. I saw the post where it you, was all good and so fun. Your Nobody's son, try, no one's trying to get back in the game. It was all good and fun. So Will's son Ryder is just amazing. He's simply amazing in everything, and he's already in commercials. Uh, great athlete, great student, and oh, I can't stand him. You can't stand Ryder. Yeah, because he's so successful. Already, yes, probably makes you sick. I'm actually yeah. he's doing it. a um. He, he yesterday he had a Ralph Lauren polo shoot polo photo shoot and he has another one tomorrow. Yes, so I'm glad you brought that up. So already hitting the big time, and apparently the photographer was it the photographer or the the director who was it that that approached yeah. you? Yeah, and what asked about him? yeah. So what about him? Asked asked you <laughs> if you had done any modeling and and you said well actually now that well, you mentioned so now that you mentioned it this is what happened this is what happened so I walk up with Ryder <laughs> to introduce him to everybody. And the guy looks at me. He was like, "You're his dad." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Right." He said, "Cause I was like, I didn't. I don't think we booked this guy." He goes, "Have you done this? Have you done this before?" Yeah. And I was like, "Long time ago." He, and he just kept staring at me, you know. Huh. And he's like, "Okay." He just keep staring. And then later, he's like, "We got we got to get you doing something." I was like, "Ah, you know, back in my day." Ah, you see, know? there you go. <laughs> 
I gotta tell you, man, you like the the European like men's cologne. I, I, you're a spitting image of some of the cats that they use that. You got that look. You got that. You're, you would be pushing Euro stuff. Well, I appreciate it. I got to lose about 15, 20 pounds, but I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Which is, which is, what is, which is what's going to happen. I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, on the prowl right now to lose this football weight. Are you? Yeah. Uh, for any particular purpose. Oh, wait a minute. So what does that mean? You're getting, losing football weight. That means you are not playing football. No. Are you hanging it up? Are you officially hanging it up? What's the deal? Yeah, no. I mean, no particular announcement. I'm just, just casually moving on. You so so you are moving on. Yeah. There won't be like you know next summer. What what if somebody makes a call says hey? What's oh, for the deal? next year? No. Yeah. After the after this season, if I don't play this year, then that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to TV in 2020. Big things on the horizon. And big I, things. Oh. Okay. And anything that you'd like to share? In terms of TV? Yeah. Uh, nothing yet. Nothing okay. I want to share yet. Okay. The so does this do does this close the door on you playing this year? Is this, the door is, is this... not the door is not closed for this year? But I am not actively stressing out about it. Gotcha. If some say if somebody if the playoffs came about and somebody was like, hey, you know, we need insurance. Then sure, I'll do that. Yeah, but once once the season concludes, and the next season calendar year opens up in March, I am not available. Got you. Okay. For life. All right. Moving on to uh, to being an, a uh, model for colognes and <laughs> European uh, Armani suits and and a big TV career. Okay, there we go. We got it covered. All right couple other guys who are at a crossroads that I want to get to. Um, Antonio Brown being at the top of the list. Uh, came out with another social media post. And, that I uh, can't see because I'm blocked. You're blocked by him? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Did you say something? Not to him. I don't remember saying anything. You know what? I think I retweeted like a Juju Smith thing a long time ago. That might have that did it right there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I guess maybe uh, this is a loaded question under the circumstances, but he has basically suggested that he's being blackballed, um, taking another shot at the NFL and uh, Big Ben, et cetera, et cetera. And people are worried now about Antonio Brown as far as his psychological state. People are also, I should I should mention, people are also worried about Kyrie Irving, who did a similar thing on Instagram after he got booed in Boston, didn't show Which up. Which is so silly to me. Uh, both? One or the other? Well, the, the Kyrie rant when he just went off, it's like, dude, that's that's just part of it, man. Yes. Like, you're, you're not there anymore. Yes, and, and I just took it as someone who is just, you know, venting their spleen on social media but i've since been told there people are concerned about the the mental state of Kyrie Irving that even 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 that i understand that part yeah just that he's for whatever reason he's um he's in disarray uh way beyond just feel having his feelings hurt because of the reception or the reaction in Boston uh that said antonio brown 
kind of a different. We've been down this road a couple times, and he seems to be conflicted in some way, shape, or form, and has given indications that that this is not necessarily new. I just wonder when you look at Antonio Brown's situation, do you feel sorry for him? I will say, I don't know if I feel sorry, but I'm 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 more concerned about him than I would be Kyrie. Why? Because I feel like the, a lot of the things that's going on with Antonio Brown is just it's just uh, irrational and crazy. It's like there's there's so much positive things that he could have looked forward to and could have taken it full advantage of, and then he just had these outbursts. For him, for him to be that good. Mm-hmm. and to not be in the NFL. For him to be that good and for teams, for organizations to want to have nothing to do with him, they don't want anything to do with him, um, to go off on these rants to snapping and then apologizing, snapping and then apologizing and going back and forth, it's more so concern. You know, I feel sorry for guys who who didn't mean it. You know, and people are taking, are going off. Mm-hmm. Like I felt sorry for Kaepernick when he tried to take a stand, or basically take a knee, and you know, stand up for justice, basically. And 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 people took it off, took it the wrong way, and said that he's disrespecting the flag and the military. I felt bad for Cap then, with that. Do you feel bad? I don't know if we've talked about this. Do you feel bad about where Cap finds himself now, after the workout? I don't feel bad because I don't know what he wants. Right. That's why. I, had, I, don't, know what, I don't know what he wants. I had the same shift. Yeah. I was on board with Cap, and then we went through this last exercise, and my impression was he wanted to come back and play in the league. But then the way the entire thing was handled, even though I don't think that the NFL was genuine in how they were setting it up. I, I, I feel as if they were trying to... Uh, mollify people who felt that Cap was being blackballed by creating this uh, this workout. Even though I know well, there were teams that were you know had suggested they were interested, etc. Just it it, it well, just didn't. Well, here's have the a- thing. Here's the thing. We don't. None of us know what happened in that meeting. Only the people in that room know what happened. Right. But we do so, know what we do. We do, we know what the what the result was, which was. It was kind of a take it or leave it set up by the NFL. But we we don't know if it was like you have to set up a workout for us. That we don't know if that was in the language and whatever the agreement was. No one knows. You know? Okay. So the so they were like, You gotta give us a workout and maybe 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 Roger was like, Sure, on my terms. Just be ready. Right, right. So so in my case, I only heard one side of the story. I heard Roger's side. I didn't I didn't hear Cap's side. I actually talked to Roger, so I heard his side. And I was like, all right. I, I didn't take his side. I just heard it. Well, but I, I feel as if I heard capsize, uh, caps, capsize. He capsized. <laughs> I heard Cap's side of things after the workout and the fact that he abruptly moved the workout. It just, the whole thing had a bad feel. And I walked away from it thinking, okay, I don't really know what Cap wants, but. He's still obviously fighting the NFL. And if you think you can fight the NFL and play in the NFL at the same time, then you're not realistic about how the NFL operates. 
because they're not going to yeah. let you into the club when you're trying to uh, defy them and and basically, you know, criticize but the, them. But that's been the narrative all along. It, he had a, he had his best. He, I think he had his best chance if it was if he truly truly wanted to play his best chance to play in 2017. During but during training camp, yeah, is when the tweet from his girlfriend came out. Right, right. And right. then not too long ago is when he filed for grievance. Right. So I don't want I don't want to make this. Yeah, uh, me I, I don't, yeah, but, I don't want to. But my point was I felt sorry for Cap. That's why his name came up when people took what he did the wrong way. I am concerned with AB because right. he's in a, he had a situation where anyone would kill for that situation to be on a team with all that money like mm-hmm. or to go to to New England and be mm-hmm. the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He's had multiple Just, ideal situations. Yeah, so more so concern. Right. And here's the thing. I my only reluctance in having concern is I don't know if this is he's really troubled and he's a danger to himself or if he's just really immature, like really immature. And I have a hard time feeling sorry for someone who at 31 years of age is just immature. And, right. and 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 that's where and I don't know, you know that's where I'm slow to go. Man, I'm really worried about it. Something's wrong with AB, and I think something is wrong with AB. But I don't know if it's just tremendous immaturity, and he doesn't realize what he's kicking to the curb, or whether you know he's got some sort of mental break or has had some sort something happen that has has thrown him off the rails. And if it's the latter, then certainly, but. I, I don't know that definitively, and I guess I'm a little I'm, I, I'm reluctant to jump into feeling sorry for him if this is indeed his own kind of by his own hand. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, on to bigger and better things. One of the other uh, I want to get this before I go to uh, the big topic, which is QBs. And I say your era as if it was a long time ago. I don't mean that, but era uh, uh, quarterbacks that you may have played against, or quarterbacks over the last say ten years or so, ten twelve years, maybe fifteen ten fifteen years, that if they were coming in the league today, would have been would have excelled. I want to get to that in a second, but I do want to ask you because of uh, the Patriots situation. Last time we talked about them, I think it was after the Ravens uh, beat them. You were still all in on the Patriots. Still thought that they could be the best team in the AFC. Still thought they could go to the Super Bowl. Right. I'm just checking in. Do you still feel that way? Or has there been anything else that's happened with them that gives you pause, that makes you wonder? Because I'm, I, And I ask that not just to, to see where you are, but because... There are a lot of people that seem to have that seem to have always believed in the Patriots who are now saying, uh, maybe not, maybe not, because they're largely because Tom Brady's not Tom Brady, doesn't have the weapons around him. Brady's no longer in a position where he can make, you know, make uh, a souffle out of um, out of a couple of eggs. 
No, I, I feel like um, the issue is the Patriots looked very, very scary against lesser opponents at the beginning of the year. They were just absolutely dominating and taking over. And I just I think now people kind of see them um, – Am I there? Yeah, you're there. You're good. Hold on, maybe it's my headphones. Give me one second. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's your headphones. Because we can, st- we nothing has changed about how you sound. Okay. Um, I just do, feel don't, like don't do a Ryan Hollins on me. I don't know what he did. Ryan, Ryan, I don't know. Uh, he obviously, I'm going to bring this up with him. He obviously never listens to the show once it goes out on iTunes, because there are times where he basically puts together his studio like is moving his his desk the box that he puts his microphone on the microphone he's doing all that while we're recording and going oh oh can you hear that oh my god <laughs> and i've had listeners who are like would you tell ryan we can all hear it <laughs> so yeah just so don't be don't be ryan yeah i just feel like um so you've changed you're you're you shifted. you've shifted yeah yeah I, I just feel like they just look more human yeah. and they're losing to teams in a in a weird fashion in terms of just being dominated not so much as losing like last second just getting beat overall especially right. that houston game was a, a huge eye-opener um and then you know tom brady looks fine mm-hmm. he just he's throwing the guys who aren't used to making key catches and situations, you know, they're not making the plays that they need to make. Mm. Um, the guys are just keen on Julian Edelman mm-hmm. and he has nowhere to go, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's, and it, then it makes it tough on the defense because they've been doing the work the entire season. So I, I have not lost faith in them. I don't think they are the best team. In the uh, AFC? In the AFC. Oh yeah, exactly. In the AFC, but you know, they, if they get in, it's, it it will be interesting because I feel like they they've overcame a lot. How much does it change things if they don't have home field advantage and they don't have a buy in the first round? I don't. I don't think it changes much. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean they because they've always enjoyed that. They enjoy, yeah, they enjoy being home, but they, they went on the road last year. They went to Kansas City and ended up going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like they squeezed. They barely got in right. due, due to an offsides. Um, but they, they were, this is a, it's a championship team, and, and they've, been, they've been on a block. They've seen what they need to do. So it's just, it's just a huge adjustment for them. That's, but that's why it's fascinating. It's, it's a team that has always won, and – it's hard to always be that good. Sure. It's hard to win all the time, you know? So I want it, it, it'd be, it's interesting to see what they do. I wonder how much the mystique going away, losing in Foxborough and lose, like losing to AFC challengers and predictably the rave like people saying hey they can't handle lamar jackson and then it turns out they can't handle lamar jackson how much of that affects just the general they you know there was an intimidation factor going oh we got to go into foxborough you know oh we got to play the patriots uh, they're all 
Belichick's going to scheme something that's going to change the dynamic. Brady's going to make a play that's that's you know that you can't scheme, and and that's Look. not that's I'm, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it hasn't happened in situations that we're used to seeing it happen. And I wonder whether that erodes just some of the natural advantage that they have. Well, look, the Patriots right now are just, they're going to try to win. They're just trying to win the division, which is the automatic ticket. And while they finish up the season, they got guys that are breaking down the Chiefs, that are breaking down the Ravens, that are breaking down the Texans. They're getting, they are getting ready for round two versus one of these teams. Right. Or a couple of them, if they get past, you know, the first round. Um, so that's. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on now? They're just, okay, let's just go beat Buffalo. And win the division. I'd be remiss in not asking uh, about the latest uh, violation or skirting of the rules by the Patriots in uh, filming the Browns Bengals sidelines. Uh, what your what your take is on that? Do, do they deserve punishment? What I, this is what I don't get. Everybody's saying they didn't get any advantage from doing it but so why is the rule in place right you still did it yeah you broke a rule i mean honestly we don't know why they were doing it so there's maybe something that they are gaining from it some i i heard someone mention uh personnel grouping i don't know you know how much that what kind of advantage that necessarily gives you but the fact of the matter is they they, they have a reputation and a history you know, this isn't a first time. They're not a first time offender. And they got caught doing something again. And for all those that are like dismissing it, I, I just, when it's the same team over and over again, it's like Greg Williams getting in trouble for something again. You go, well, it's, we got kind yeah, of a history. There's here. a history, yeah. Right? It, it, it's so. Right. It's either, it's either, it could be a lesser crime, but it's still a crime. They, yeah. they still did something. Like I can, you know, someone can attack someone else with a, a knife and if you don't actually cut them it's still assault right right, right. <laughs> you know right <laughs> we got some things going on in our political world that's the same thing it's like well it didn't happen it was like yeah but it's not doesn't mean they didn't try <laughs> right, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so and who knows maybe the patriots got what they wanted out of that it'll be interesting to see how it how it impacts the game but it it like I don't think it's the reason that they're uh, that that you know that breaking rules isn't why they've had the run that they've had, but I will say it. I don't want to put an asterisk on it, but it does. It does put a little shade on it. It does. You know, it's it's one thing to resent a team 
that is just wins as much as the Patriots do. And that's going to be natural, you know, that, that everybody in the country outside of New England is going to resent all of their success. But then when they repeatedly, like, break rules, it, it almost gives people justification to, to, to not like them. <laughs> and they don't have to do that. Like, they don't have to go that far, right? Right. So, all right. Um, the last subject is... Um, you said quarterbacks? Yeah, quarterbacks in this – I just – the mobile quarterback, the athletic quarterback, once upon a time – I mean, I was – when I covered the NFL as a beat writer, Joe Montana and Steve Young, and Steve Young was – they were basically, you got to stop running in order to prove that you're a real quarterback and you're worthy of succeeding Joe Montana because – Young could run, and he was a threat running. And it was almost like you got to stand in the pocket and get hit a couple times to, rather than take off to prove that you're a real quarterback. That that was the mentality of the era. And I still believe that to be an elite quarterback, you do have to be able to operate out of the pocket. But now with the rules the way they are, and I think the the... Uh, the inability to just clock a quarterback, you have to be so careful in how you tackle them. I think there's there's a real advantage. And the, and there's less danger in a guy truly getting, uh, getting whacked. And so for all that, I, I just wonder, are there quarterbacks that you saw over the last 10, 15 years that you think, you know what, if they were coming in the league now, if they were Lamar Jackson... They would be they would be doing Lamar Jackson things, or they would have had a different career. You mean mobile wise, like Lamar? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know how many people are mobile like Lamar. Yeah, because I mean, you go back to one, obviously Vic. But yeah, and Vince Young. What about Vince Young? That's the that was the name that jumped out at me because I've heard people talk about seeing him he in did, college. He did. He did do that his rookie year. And then I don't know what happened after that, you know. He did do that. Yeah. But I feel like he was still, it was, well, how are you as a thrower of the football? Like, I feel like RG3 was close enough to this era. Maybe not. But I feel like RG3's issues were somewhat of his own making. Even when he ran, he didn't know how to slide. Like, he hurt, him, he hurt himself. His decision-making yeah, I when he ran say, wasn't yeah. good. I wouldn't say so much like yeah. There are a lot of quarterbacks that could have, how that could have done well. However, hmm. he has tremendous coaching where they understand what they have in a player, mm-hmm. like as a, in a player of Lamar Jackson's caliber. They are doing everything in their power to to showcase what he has to set him up for success. Because we can't say Lamar could be in Arizona and doing this with Kingsbury. Right. We can't say that he'll, you know, he'll be in Green Bay doing this with LaFleur. So what are you seeing that they are doing that is setting him up for success that maybe not every team would do? Uh well, well for one, they they built a team around him where it is very very aggressive and powerful. Like what they do offensively they just straight wear teams out. There, there are no tricks. There's nothing confusing. 
You just have to be disciplined. You have to be physical. You have to be able to do it for a long, long time. And they also have two other running backs that are capable of, you know, of running for 100 yards. So not only do you have to account for Lamar, for him running for 100, you have to account for, you know, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, um, and then they have a fantastic tight end. They have Greg Roman, who's who's done this very similar with Kaepernick, who understands what he has. Um, and I mentioned before, last year they had Coach Marty Mornaweg, who did this with Michael Vick when he was in Philly, you know, where Vick came back and, and went crazy. Um they're doing exactly what you're supposed to do when you have this type of player. You you set him up for success. You don't try to change him. You look what you look at what he did at Louisville, and you definitely try to duplicate it, and you find ways to, to showcase it. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. It's very similar to what the Panthers did as well when they got Cam. They didn't they didn't try to make Cam a pocket passer. They didn't try to make him Jake Delhomme. They tried to they said Cam's going to be Cam, so we're going to have design runs for Cam because that's what he did at Auburn. Right. Uh, one guy who's in the middle of this, guy who was almost out of the league or looked like he was not going to make it and now is flourishing, is Ryan Tannehill, who uh, appears to be the future franchise quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, who are still very much in the mix, have recovered from a, a slow start to now tied with the Texans for the AFC uh, South uh, and are are doing it in surprisingly... Uh, much more dominant fashion. Their their plus minus uh, their scoring margin differential is plus sixty three, while the Texans are plus eight. If, if if you had asked me, I would have never guessed that their margins were that distinctly different. In fact, just thinking of how the Texans were at the beginning of the year, I, w- I might have I might have said it was the it was the other uh, the other way. Um, do you? Are you buying Tannehill? Are you buying the resurgence? Are you what? What did you What did you think of him when he was struggling? How How do you How do you explain the story of Ryan Tannehill right now? Oh, when he was in Miami. Yes. I don't know, man. It was It was just a different team, you know. Sometimes, sometimes players just need a fresh start and just need to reset. I think just overall, whatever was going on in Miami just wasn't wasn't going well. Um, towards the end, and there were a lot of changes coming. And I think when he came into this situation in Tennessee and signed up, signed as the backup, there was absolutely no pressure, none, because the pressure was all on Marcus Mariota. And if he messed up, okay, I go in there and just and do what I can do, because all only thing they know about me is what happened in Miami. So there are no expectations for me, hmm. none. There's no pressure, whatever. you can. People can say, oh, he's auditioning for the other teams. It's like, okay, I can't, I can't play you know, much worse than the guy who just played in front of me. So let me just go ahead, play football, have fun, and do my thing. And that's, and that's what I've seen. I mean, he's, he only lost, I would say, okay, he lost two games, but technically he really lost one. You know, the Denver game was kind of whatever. They lost 16 nothing. But after that, I mean, he beat the Chargers, you know, beat the Chiefs, you know, beat Indian Indy, beat Oakland and Oakland. And, I mean, they're, yeah, putting, up, good. they're putting up numbers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 35, 42, you know, 31, doing very well. And I think the whole time he only threw, you know, three picks. Or four, uh, yeah, five picks, something like that. Um, 
Yeah, he, he's he's playing lights out. And even it's, his, it's, it's interesting. But even his numbers in Miami were good. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he had like, I don't know, the ratio, uh, certainly a strong plus to uh, t- TD to interception ratio, like 120 they were, to 70 they were okay. or something like that. They were okay. It was good. He, he averaged, you know, maybe like 13 picks a season. He had some know? injuries too, I think. Like I think he, he blew an ACL, right? Yeah, he 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 uh, he lost some some time his last two years in Miami. Right. So, but, so like yeah, I mean he had what two losing seasons. Yeah, well, I think he he had the only winning season that we've seen with the Dolphins in the last umpteen years, last few years. Uh, so w- with Vince Young, or I'll throw another name out there, Josh Freeman. I don't know what your what your take is on him. Um, if you took those guys and you put them in Baltimore, and they were coached up and the design was presented, could they do what Lamar is doing? Is that that being Vince? Pro- maybe Vince. Yeah, not Josh. Maybe no, def- hell no, definitely yeah. not Josh. No, okay. but let let alone take away like let's go to the original thing you brought up, the way the rules are now. I think a lot of quarterbacks would come in this league today and light it up. Because even even with Michael Vick, here's the thing. I know people want to compare and say, you know, Lamar's better, this, that. I get it, you know. But with Michael Vick, there weren't any – he didn't really have any design runs. It was kind of like, okay, I went through my first and second read. I'm out right. of here. Right. You know. And right. then on top of that, when Vick was playing, you were allowed to tee off on him. Right. Which is going to get into your other question that you wanted to ask me. You were allowed to blast him. You know, you can't hit these guys anymore. If the guy has one foot inbounds, you touch him, it's a flag. You throw him on the ground, it's a flag. You right. do anything, it's a flag. So right. even even though they may not get sacked, they would get blast. They would get punished. Like, hey, make sure you get a shot on this guy. It's it's punishment, and it wore on them over and over and over again. I couldn't imagine Favre playing where you weren't allowed to hit him. Right. You know, right. Dan Marino, he was he was getting decapitated back then. It no, I you know. Yep. So these I mean these guys were already like tough OGs that were like, Yeah, I'll stand there in the fire and I'll go through all my reads and won't have to you don't have to you won't hit me? I'm good. That's why Tom's still playing. Right. That's why Ryan Fitzpatrick's still playing. That's why all these guys that's why Drew Brees is still playing. You know, because you know, they don't have to worry about that. They're healthy. We can talk about Tom versus time and his diet, his nutrition, what he's doing. No, at the end of the day, you can't hit Tom. Right. So, but here, so here's the thing: there, there are the rules, and then there are quarterbacks who are now running and sort of exploiting the rules. But they're still like the the Ravens took issue or said that that uh, you know there were defensive players who were. Uh, aiming for for, and I, and I, I'm laughing just saying it, but that they were aiming for Lamar's legs. They were trying to trying to take him out, and that and they, they suggested it was like underhanded or dirty or unfair or whatever it might be. I, I don't. I mean, I'm asking you, but I mean, for me, it's like, look, what are you supposed to do? The dude's killing you. I'm I'm gonna try to take him. I'm gonna take him out. I'm not trying to blow out his knee but i am going to try to take him down and i've got so i have this this 
and he's so elusive. It's like, I'm going to try to tackle Lamar Jackson any way I can. I'm like, forget about <laughs> trying to size him up and take him down the right way. I, yes, if I can get to his legs, I'm going to, t- I'm going to get to his legs because I got to make right. sure I take him down. Am I, no, am I missing yeah. something? No, you're, you're not missing something. Now, maybe maybe they're implying there's something extra going on after the whistle. But with a guy who's elusive, that's what you do. You know, I, I remember my 2008 when, you know, I was at one point leading the NFL in punt returns. Um, I already had two, two uh, to the house, and I had a, a really good average. And eventually, guys started shooting right through my thighs uh-huh. they said because if we hit him high we're, we're gonna miss mm-hmm. we try to grab his waist we're gonna miss like dive right at his quads dive right at his knees and make him change direction if we hit him we're gonna keep wearing his legs down do that and i was like oh i see what they're doing now they're trying to you know really have me make an adjustment and and probably put it trying to put a lick on you that's gonna slow you down a little bit it's gonna put a yeah. little ache on you, where right. you're not as quick. Because look, all all the people, if you go look at all the people that Lamar made miss, they all were trying to wrap him up high. Yeah, and that's I mean that is like that's easy pickings. I wish a guy would try to attack me in my shoulders. I get, I I will bet ten out of ten times that person will miss. Well, here's the other part. If I I, I dare say that if the Ravens didn't have the best record in football. And didn't have a you know a plus minus scoring margin of 215, which also is far and away the best in the league. Then there wouldn't be this uh, concerted effort to, to take Lamar Jackson down and out. I mean, when yeah. you're at the top of the mountain and you're embarrassing people, it is human nature. It's competitive nature to say. I'm going to put an end to this one way or the other. Right. That's just the reality. So right. it seems, and especially, I, you know what's a, a little off-putting? Is to hear this from the Ravens. The Ravens are one of the most physical football teams and have been for But that's But that's, the, that's, what, that's what people think. Defensively, they have not been early this year until as of late. Offensively, they have been. Offensively, right. They've been cutting guys down low. They've been chop blocking people. They've been absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's what's to your. But to, to take your side, offensively, yes, they have been like that all year. Mm-hmm. So for them to be like, if you're in our quarterback's legs, when go watch the film, you guys are cut blocking everybody. Right. These tight ends are barrel rolling into defensive backs' legs. So well, and but but traditionally, their defense has been physical too. Physical though, not dirty, but physical. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. I get it. So, but still, I mean, that's, that AFC North division has been like that for the most part. This is, this is, we're not talking the 2009 Saints here. We're talking about the... Uh, <laughs> right. <we're not> talk- <laughs> right. Well, everything's, everything's, everything's relative. In, in any event, I mean, it's, it's the same reason that Tom Brady can be off-putting when he complains about things. It's like, dude, you're winning. You're kicking everybody's ass. People are going to come after you. And you want to be treated with kid gloves? There's a price to be paid when you're at the top of the mountain. And you, you, if you, you, complaining just doesn't sit well. If Des Bryant is healthy, Patriots should work him out. Des Bryant. Ooh, 
What about there's no chance they bring Antonio Brown back? No. Yeah. Um, what's the status of Josh Gordon there? He's in Seattle. That's right. Oh, I've, I've drawn a blank. I, I knew he was. Is he hurt right now? There was some no. reason there was a question in my mind about Josh Gordon. His hamstring, apparently they said his hamstring was not That's healthy, it. and they tried to put him on IR. I guess he did a settlement, and then they let him go, and then he ended up signing with Seattle. That's what it is. That's and said, is. He, and said, he said, in terms of quarterbacks, I am trending up. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My bad. All right. Uh, that does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Uh, please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And then if you want us to do something for you, screenshot the review and send it to us at Buker Friends, and you'll be eligible to win some prizes. Um, in the next podcast, I'm trying to think where we are in the schedule. I Yes, it will be either Buker Friendless or I'm going to be out and about, so may have a special guest for you in the next podcast. Please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, for Will and myself and the NFL Wine Guy, as always, <laughs> thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.